Hey, Joey. After all the stops and starts, we keep coming back to these two hearts. Two angels who've been rescued from the fall. What song is that? After all that we've been through, it all comes down <laughs> to me and you. I guess it's meant to be forever you and me catching up. Ding. That's our new theme song. Cool. I love it. It's, a, um, it's how- some share song that I've been like, I'm not even joking. This is how old 70s gay men I am. I've been listening to this share song on repeat for three days. I've never even heard it. Hmm. What's it What's it called? After all, you've heard it. You just uh, it's one of those songs that you hear in the like the doctor's office. Sure. Like when you're waiting at the car wash to get your car. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, everybody. I'm Mike. That's Joe. We've been friends for over a decade. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. Each week we call one another and we just catch up. How are you? How are you? Oh. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm so good. So good. I don't have much to talk about, though, but oh my I'm God. doing really good. I have an embarrassment of riches. In fact, I had to, like, edit out two stories. Just, like, I'm, like, I had, like, five personal stories and, like, three new stories. Good. Well, what happened to you this week? Um, okay. <sighs> I've already... Look, one thing you guys in podcast land should understand is that Mike and I, we developed this new relationship where now when we talk on the phone, we don't, we're like, Oh, we can't talk about that. We can't talk about that because we want to save it for the podcast. So now our phone conversations are just us talking about nothing. They're boring, but there was a story I thought I wasn't going to tell on the show. And I told Mike already, but I'm, I thought we'd be honest with the audience, Mike. I didn't want you to do like a fake laugh. Okay. But I'm going to tell it anyway. So, you know, I've been house-sitting. And where I house-sit, there's a big parking problem. Okay? And um, I didn't get a permit to park here. And um, you need a permit to park on certain streets. Um, It's actually not terribly bad right directly around where I'm staying, except on Tuesdays, which is street clean day. Okay, then there's only really permitted parking left. Okay, well, I have two friends, Logan and Noel. You might remember them from a previous episode where they took snacks to real time with Bill Maher. And they live only a couple of blocks away and they have extra permits to hand out. Well, I asked them for at a dinner party I went to, I asked if I could borrow one of their parking permits on Tuesday, just Tuesday, during the day, for street cleaning day. And she, uh, Noelle was like, yeah, yeah, no problem. Oh, my God, yeah, call us. Call us. We'll lend you the parking permit. And I was like, great. So Tuesday, oh, actually Monday night rolls around. I'm calling. I'm texting. No answer. Tu- uh, tu- ditching you. I know. Tuesday morning, because, you know, the street cleaning starts at 10. Tuesday morning calling texting no answer so finally at 10 o'clock i was like well i guess i got i guess i better go do shit for the day because you know i have no parking permit right yeah so the first thing i do is i go to this i drive to this place it's actually walking distance but i have to move my car so i drive to this place it's supposed to have the best 
salted caramel pecan sticky bun. <laughs> Your life is so hard, Joe. You had to go all the way to the sticky bun place? <laughs> I'm a gentleman of leisure. <laughs> Woe is you, right? Yeah, I know. So it was a beautiful day, too, and they have a courtyard in the front, and I bought my salted caramel pecan sticky bun and a cup of coffee, and I was just sitting on the courtyard that overlooks La Brea, the street. And I'm just like, do do do, just eating. Couldn't get a hold of Noel, so I had to move my car. Um, why does Noel walk right into the place? And I'm sitting there, staring. Like she comes face to face with me, and she's like, as she's like ignoring your phone call on her phone, like actively know, like deleting your voicemail. And she goes, <laughs> she goes, oh hi, Joe. Oh my God, Joe. I was just about to call you. Oh, she said that. She goes, I was just about to call you. <laughs> And I was like, oh, really? And I, and then she started like stammering and stuttering and like stumbling over her words as she was trying to explain why she didn't call me back. And the entire time I was just slowly, I don't, I wish I could explain the visual here, slowly eating the salted caramel pecan sticky bun and watching her, not giving her, I wasn't letting her off the hook. I was just like watching her explain herself the entire time. And, <laughs> Later on, uh, a friend I was telling a friend of mine a story, and she asked, well, how was the salted caramel pecan sticky bun? And I go, it was delicious, but it was even more delicious with a cold glass of awkward. It was so amazing. <laughs> I loved it. I just sat there and just soaked it all in. So, Joey, I went to the theater this week. Um, I saw a really good play called By and By. Wait, hold on for a second. And I'm not making any judgments on this, because obviously I lose in this judgment, but... Someone mentioned recently to us that it seems like I'm always at the Magic Castle. Yeah. I think it was one of the Catching Up with Catching Up winners. Yeah. To me, it always seems you're at the theater. I do a lot of theater. Okay. I do. There's nothing wrong I'm a, with that. I'm jealous. It's a, cho- it's a choice. Like, I I could go sit and watch, you know, another episode of Felicity on Netflix, or I could go to the theater. And so this week I went to the theater. And so I saw this play called By and By by this new playwright called by Byerson Lauren Gunderson actually um and okay so the play is about like cloning and the according to the synopsis it's like are we ready are we ever ready for cloning and the ethics of cloning and I thought it's in Berkeley and it's going to be kind of like judgy and I don't know very heady Mm -hmm. but then I got into it and it was like noises off with cloning it was like um, mistaken identity and like zoink and like I don't know it was like kind of funny and it's just really good so were you angry that everyone in the theater was laughing no I I don't mind laughing in the theater if it's appropriate I do get really uptight about people talking in the theater though well who doesn't I really hate it like I I will shush somebody if they're talking no you oh you actually shush them yeah or if they like turn on their cell phone and it's like a bright light in front of me I'll make a noise like uh, <laughs> that's oh my okay. God. I hate it. And so that was the play. It was kind of uneventful. No, um, grinder. I actually deleted grinder from my phone again. Um, oh, I think grinder has been deleted from my phone for a while. It's like almost a week now. So are you, I'll keep, how are you I'll doing? keep you updated. Are you doing okay? I'm doing, yeah, 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 I'm doing good. Um, but then I also went to this, uh, ensemble sort of like choir performance at a church in Noe Valley in the city. And a friend of a friend is the director of this choir. And the show is called Love is a Place. So 
you get, I got there and it was like the first song was like all in Latin and I'm like oh god this is gonna be a long night and it's just a very I mean it was beautiful sounded great but it was like uh very formal choir pieces and they were all about love the that was the theme of the evening and I'm sitting back like Trying not to. But is it like is it like uh, gothic chant kind of music? Like il pacem domina stream. No, it's like like choir music. So like hallelujah, more churchy sounding, like big church sounds. And it it was beautiful, but it was like after the second song, I was like, how am I going to sit here for an hour? Because I don't understand it. Sure, it's beautiful, but like, uh, how am I going to keep my head up? Like it's going to fall over when I fall asleep. You should have walked around and started shushing people. Well, nobody was making noise. I would have. But so we're sitting there and then all of a sudden the they like kind of break the the set a little bit and like a group of people come forward and then they start singing a Macklemore song. <laughs> oh God. I feel that's the new thing the choirs do now. It was so weird. And then out of okay, out of this whole group, there's one Asian guy, and he's the one that does the rapping in the Macklemore song, and it was horrible, dreadful. My, I think I could be wrong here. I think it's Macklemore, isn't it? Oh, what did I say? Macklemore. Oh, whatever. But Same I thing. could be I could be wrong though, and then I'm sounding like retarded, like Mike Macklemore or Macklemore. Yeah. I don't, oh, I don't I don't know either. Mm-hmm. I th- I think maybe this is the first time I've ever said his name in my life. Mac Lemore. Anyway, so they did the song and the Asian guy raps and I'm like, awkward. But it's not his fault because he's in a f- fucking formal choir. He's not, he didn't sign up to rap. So he did, he did dreadful at it. And then they Wait, had this. He rapped? Yeah. Oh God. He, I know. And then they But did... that's combining your two favorite like ethnicities, Asian guy and African American. Were you Wait. like so turned on? No, the Asian guy wasn't that hot. Oh. But then they did a there was like a slave chant. Oh, you you must and have they did. the biggest boner. <laughs> no. So there's a slave chant and they have like a they had like chains that they were like stamp, stamping against the ground and um it was a really good song. And then but the most awkward part of the evening was in this whole choir there's one black guy one black guy and everyone is participating in this slave song and the black guy has no he just is standing in the back singing like not doing anything what do you expect him to do participate in the song like everybody else in the choir oh i thought you meant oh really i don't know it's just really weird like i don't would it be equally as awkward if he had actually participated maybe I don't know. It was just like a very you know weird. That, and you know that was like a two hour long discussion too between the people who run the choir. Yeah. So I, it was a really good thing. They're called the Resound Ensemble and they were playing at uh, the St. Aidan's Episcopal Church in San Francisco and they do shows all the time and they were really good, like really good. Just a couple of awkward moments, but those were choices made by the director, but I really liked them. That reminds me of when I was in grade school, like in eighth grade. Well, in grade school, there was one black girl in our class, and there were two black kids in the whole school, her and her brother. Mm-hmm. But she was in our class, and it was one of those things that when we talked about, like, the Civil War and racism and slavery, like, everyone would just quietly not look at her. 
<laughs> which is almost more awkward than just confronting it yeah. and dealing with it. Yeah, so everyone just kind of very. No one was quieter than when we covered slavery. Like she, no, I didn't. I think I actually tried to sneak a peek to see what she was doing. I think I was like hoping to be like a solitary tear going down her cheek or something like that. But no, she was just reading the book like the rest of us. But look, I was like in eighth grade, and and that's probably the thing. She it didn't dawn it didn't phase her as much as you and I, who are both like overthinkers, like. I don't know. I I just probably was overthinking all of the the implications of the black guy not participating in the song. I don't know. So, what else happened to you this week? Okay. Well, on Friday night, um, Logan and Noel they're back in the show. They had a party. Logan and Noel are moving away. They're moving to Colorado. And but every year they used, they have a party. Or they had a party. I don't know what the tents would be for this. Called New Year's Eve Two. And they would recreate New Year's Eve. But this one, I, I I usually am touch and go whether I go. This one I had to go because it was the last one they were moving. Was it kind of like a going away party too? Yeah, it was like a going away slash New Year's Eve too. Cool. So Shannon went too. My friend Shannon, I have a friend Shannon, she's a comedian. She went with me. You may remember her from episode 16 when Mike insulted her. And um, <laughs> so we go to New Year's Eve too and... Um, they have, I mean, it's really set up like New Year's Eve. So they have party favors at say 2013 and they have uh, New Year's Rock and Eve playing in the background and everyone's dressed up and there's party favors. In fact, one of the party favors, do you know, like they're like, a, it's one of those noisemakers, but it's basically like a long plastic, uh, stem, you know, and at the end is like a tiny, uh, plastic little hand. And then there's like another tiny little plastic hand. You move the stem back and forth and it makes it clap. Uh huh. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Well, Shannon and I were hanging out and there was one of those there and someone had broken off the other hand. So now it was just a one plastic hand. stem with a plastic little hand on it. Tiny little hand. So I was making Shannon laugh and I was like, because I had to dress up. So I had like a long white sleeve shirt on. Um, <laughs> and I like pulled my hand in and I was like waving to her with like the tiny little hand <laughs> in the sleeve right like the one character on snl yes the yes 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 born swell girl the only thing i will say is not like a 3d hand it's like a two-dimensional <laughs> like just flat hand okay sure so anyway like when i was doing that noelle brings over some girl and she goes hey guys i want you guys to meet my friend like Kristen." and like Kristen shakes shannon's hand and I, without missing a beat, just and looking her in the eye, extend the fake little hand uh-huh. to her, and she shakes it, and she gives me this weird look. But she's like, she's like, ah, nice to meet you, Joe. But doesn't like, won't look down or anything like that. Uh-huh. And of course, again, not letting people off the hook, I just don't say anything, right? I'm like, okay, well, nice to meet you, and they move on. So later on, I'm at the bar, and grabbing a crab cake. This woman comes up to me, Kristen, the one I just met, and she goes, I see you have a real hand. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it was just just a joke. And she was like, that's really not cool, man. I thought you had a fake hand. And I was really upset with Noelle for not telling me you had a fake hand. And then she told me you had two real hands. I know you think it's funny, (laughs) but it's not funny. I was, like, really embarrassed. And I was like, 
Like, First of all, ew, like, if you did have a fake hand and all of a sudden the story's about her, you're the guy with a fake hand. And she's like, my feelings and how I felt when I had to shake a fake hand. Well, what kind of idiot would think it's a fake hand? It's like a little tiny plastic. What color was it? Like pink. Yeah. <laughs> and you like, have a neon pink fake hand. But not only that, it's like, Mike, it's not like a fully formed, like, mannequin hand. It's like a Mickey Mouse glove, but flat. Right. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but why would I wear that as a fake hand? Yeah, fuck her. She was weird. So, whatever. That was that story. That's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. I went to, um, there's a bar in Oakland called Make Westing. And a couple of my friends went to some show at the Fox Theater and afterwards said, that they would like to meet up and I, the make Westing after a show is like the busiest bar ever. Cause everyone from the show goes there. So it's like wall to wall people. And I normally hate that and try to avoid it, but I really like this one guy that was going there and want to get in his pants. So I was like, sure I can meet up for a drink. So I walk into the bar and it's like so crowded that you can't, I couldn't even find them. I had to like text message them to find them. And they're sitting at this table. I thought it was only three of them, but they're sitting at a table and there's six people there. So it turns out the the bar was so busy that they had to like share a table with three other people. Mm-hmm. That they didn't know. That they didn't know. Okay. So I sit down and they introduce me to these three other people I've never met. And I find out that the three people are actually from Alaska. They moved... I mean, they are visiting. There's like a, there's a radio program in Oakland that's kind of popular. It's like youth radio and it's like internationally known and they run programs for youth there and blah, blah, blah. So these three people run a radio station in Alaska and got a grant to come visit the Oakland program. So I'm talking to them and it turns out my, my friends, two of them are going to Alaska at the end of June. So the conversation is like all Alaska all the time. Like when you're in Anchorage, you have to go see this place and have dinner at this place. Do they say things like, do you know Alaska's really geographically the biggest state? Like things like that? No, I wish. That would have made it better. But she's telling them like if you go hiking, you need to have bear spray. Do you know what bear spray is? Yeah, that's how I attract all the young twinks to me. (laughs) Well, I was making jokes. I was like. Try I I like at first I thought bear spray was something you spray on yourself so that bears are repelled by you. But it turns out it's like basically strong pepper spray that you would use in case a bear gets too close. But, wait a minute, wait a minute, what? Wouldn't I mean by the time you're using the bear spray, I mean you have to be close enough to spray the bear. Like wouldn't it be too late by that point? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. But the bear will retreat, according to them. But then I kept making jokes, like going back to the bear spray, like, oh, so wait a minute, you don't spray it on yourself? Or um, a few minutes later, when we're talking about the bear spray again, because it kept coming up, I was like, so do you just spray it like on your wrist and then dab it behind your ears? Like all of this story, because I was so bored by all of this talk. But this girl was like one of those people who... You cannot get a word at, a word in at all. Like she was just tell me about it. She was just talking nonstop, <laughs> and so it was really uncomfortable because I wanted to get off of Alaska. I was so bored by it, and my friends weren't 
into it that much. I mean, they had a few questions like, well, we're staying in Anchorage. Is there a good hotel? Like stuff like that. I understand, but like it was too much. And so to kind of, well, first of all, I moved my chair to the other side. So I wasn't near this girl, but then she kept talking and then she was stealing my friends from me. So I was like sitting there drinking a beer all alone in a busy bar while they were chatting about Alaska. So I finally asked her, because I thought, what could get this girl off of fucking Alaska? Oh, by the way, did you know if you live in Alaska, you get paid to live there? Joe? Wait, what? Aren't you just doing what these people were doing? No, Joe, this is kind of fascinating. So I guess when Alaska became a state, it was written into the contract that all of the resources of Alaska belong to the people of Alaska. So when they sell, like, I don't know, any of the natural resources, that money gets distributed amongst the people of Alaska. So if you're a resident, it's something like less than 2000 bucks a year, but still. I think I've read actually something about that. I think there's actually parts of Alaska where people, some people make a lot of money, actually. Oh, it has something to do with geography? I think so, maybe. I remember reading about this one town or something like that where they're almost like all rich. Interesting. Something or other. Well, anyway, to get her off of it, I was like, what can make this girl talk about something other than Alaska? So I thought she's way into her radio program. So I was like, okay, okay, okay. Um, I forget her name, Brenda or something. Brenda, why don't you, can you tell me your like radio sign off? I want to hear your radio voice. Because like, what, what, what would she love more than Alaska? And that would be herself and radio, right? So she does her radio voice, but her radio voice, she starts doing a weather report about Alaska. So it's she's from Alaska. Yeah, she lives there. Oh, she was just visiting. Yeah. So then she just starts in on Alaska again, but now it's in a fucking radio voice. So I didn't really solve the problem. So but what was funny is when I was sitting there, I was like, I need to be a total asshole right now. I need I need to be the meanest person I could think of. Just imagine so, you were doing this show. Yeah, exactly. I was like, what would Joe do right now? Oh. <laughs> you know what? Yes. All right. Okay. Wait a minute. Hold on. I'm pulling up the chair for this. Okay. Yes. Go ahead now. Wait. You were, you were standing up? No, I was. I, I got to move my chair. Let me adjust my chair. It's a better way of saying that. So I thought, what would Joe do to get us, get out of this situation? Ew. And I could Ew. see you doing something like boring, like you did in that movie once, or... I could see you, like, just trying to ask her so many questions that made her uncomfortable that she clammed up and moved on. So, like, I wanted to, like, ask about the guy she was with um, and kind of, like, start asking very personal questions about all of their relationship because I could see you doing that. But I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't bring myself to do it. Part of it was because I was with people that I didn't know super well, so I didn't want to be, like, too Joe Batance and, like, then they wouldn't talk to me again. First of all, one, <laughs> no. Two, I have I have to tell you this. You see, again, you and I haven't been in the same room in like five years or whatever. But I feel that I've changed. Maybe it's with age. It's, I think I think a lot of it's with age. I think part of it is a conscious effort. I don't think I'm as assholey as I used to be. I don't think you're an asshole. I was just kidding. But I do think that if you were in that situation where this girl from Alaska was talking about boring Alaska things, you wouldn't sit there and just well, take it. here's the deal. And I happen to know this, and this is beyond my control. People have told me this, right? But I guess it's 
I've, I've known this about myself. It's very difficult for me to, it's almost impossible for me to hide my true feelings. Like I can't mask my true feelings. You couldn't fake it. Yeah. yeah. So people say that they know that when the com- when I'm bored in a conversation, I guess I get this like glaze over my eyes. And I just like, it's just, I guess I obviously I can't see my own face, but I suppose a lot of people have told me this. It's very obvious when I'm not interested in the conversation. Like it's, and so I think just that alone would have made this bitch stop talking about Alaska. Also, I think in that situation, I was just literally gotten up and walked away. I can't handle like boring conversations anymore. I'm with you, but I see, I was in such a dilemma because A, I have ex- like crippling social anxiety, so I can't walk away and just go talk to other people. What am I, get- what am I gonna do? The only people I know at the bar are sitting right there next to the Alaska girl. So what, did she eventually stop talking about Alaska? Yeah, then she started getting drunk, and then we started doing our own thing. But What happened with the guy you were trying to hook up with? Nothing. Wait. Oh, no. <laughs> you hooked up with him. Um. Well, no. That So that was Thursday. So um, it was a school night. So oh. nothing happened. Oh, look at you, Mr. School Night. Yeah. And then he came over on Friday. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he did. He's he's a really good guy, and I'm sure you'll hear more about him in the future. But I don't want to jinx anything. But I love um, that you're mentioning a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race uh, people. Alaska Jinx. <laughs> I didn't watch this last season, so I only know names. Oh my god, it was so good. Did you hear, by the way, about the RuPaul? I mean, the Sharon Needles red carpet uh, nonsense. No, what happened? So I guess a bunch of people, like Adam Lambert was one of them, and like all just these like big gay names were going to Austria for some sort of gay thing. I'm doing this story from memory, so I don't know all the details, and people could probably Google it and find the story. But basically, there was this airplane full of people from the States going there, and they were all on the same plane and like just getting drunk and like party flight, right? Everybody was having fun. And then... Uh, Sharon Needles gets off the the plane. Oh, I learned this, by the way, from Donna Sugars on the Big Silly Homo podcast. So Sharon Needles gets off the plane, and uh, there are reporters there. She's the first one off the plane, and people are like, oh, are you excited to be here? And she said something like, oh, I love being in the – I love this place. It's the birth, birthplace of Hitler. Can't be bad. Like, just a joke. Maybe, maybe not tasteless exactly, but – um whatever she got pulled from the show the show the people the organizers said they didn't want her in the show what what do you think of that are you in the news now yes oh austrians are um super and germans are super super sensitive about hitler because they don't want to like be associated with him yeah but i think you know what when i was in college i lived with a swiss guy and he was Swiss German. And so uh, he associated a lot with like the German foreign exchange students. And so whenever they'd come over, all I did was pepper them with questions about Hitler and the Nazis. And trust me, the Swiss guy got it too for their stupid neutrality thing, right? And I could tell they were just so fucking sick of talking about Hitler. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's like if you have a a great-great-grandparent that did something horrible – like it's it's distant from you, even though you still are associated with it. It's just like uh, I can I understand the just wanting to get past it. Hmm. 
But I also understand why you you would be super curious. I think the other thing is too. I know, like in Austria and like Germany, they have like really strict laws about like Nazi shit too. Um, so I don't know. I, I think I think I think actually, strangely, not that they made the right choice, but you just can't look. You can't go to another country and shit on their country. Sorry. Right. Sure. You know when you're a guest. Thank you to Donna Sugars from the Big Silly Homo podcast for bringing up that story. And that was just kind of random. I heard about it on her last show, so it just was in the front of my mind. But have you? Do you know this Johnny Weir character, the ice skater, Olympic ice skater, two-time Winter Olympian, Johnny Weir? No, I know who he is. Yeah. So he was in Oakland this past week. I guess a lot of Olympic skaters were in Oakland. Um, well, they were in San Francisco for some sort of like Olympians on Ice bullshit. But uh, Oakland has a really nice ice arena, so a bunch of them came over. And there's pictures in the paper of, like, Johnny Weir ice skating with, like, 11-year-olds and doing their thing. So that's kind of in the news. I wanted to bring that up. But part of the reason I wanted to bring it up was, do you remember when you and I went to the ice capades? No. Joey! Okay, backstory. I was a... Uh, Orange County Register subscriber. And they had this like silly thing where. Oh, I remember this now. Um, they would email this. I mean, this was probably, I don't know, eight years ago. They would email out contests. And it was like the first person to respond wins tickets to blah, 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 blah. Or the first 10 people to respond will win a pair of tickets to anything. And so I'm at work and I'm sitting in front of email all the time. So as soon as these emails would come in, I would respond. And I won tickets to like Johnny Lee, Lee, Jerry Lee Lewis live, which was horrible. And then I also won tickets to the ice capades. It was like Olympians on ice, something like that. And it was at the, the arena where the Mighty Ducks play. And we were like, seriously, Joe, do you remember we were like four rows from the very top? It was like yeah. way up there. Yeah. But what the best part about it is we get there and a couple of rows in front of us was a pair of people, a pair, a man and a woman, young, and they had signs for each of the skaters. Do you remember this? Like big posters? It's coming back to me now. And it was so funny because we were, I mean, if all of the lights were on, and these skaters, like, focus really hard. They might be able to see us up there, but I know they could not read a sign. Maybe they could even tell we were there. Like, we were so far away from them. Yeah. But the, these people were holding up signs and, like, screaming names. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Oh, I thought what you were going to talk about was – I remember that once you told the story. But um, what I thought was funny was everybody there was Asian. Like, everybody there was Asian. We, Mike and I were maybe the only non-Asians there. And Michelle Kwan was ice skating. And, like, the other people would ice skate. No one would care. They were just fucking whatever, right? And then Michelle Kwan would come out. And it was, like, blinding all the camera <laughs> flashes going off. And people cheering and going crazy. Like, the odd she brought the house down just because she's, like, some Asian chick who's ice skate. And I remember, like, the, it was, like, it was, like, as if. The president walked in and that many flash bulbs going off <laughs> when she walked in. And yeah. everybody that was Asian, that's all I remember from that story. That was funny. Yeah, but I remember the people with the signs. It's funny. What's going on in LA? 
Did you hear about your former place of employment? Love's Barbecue? No, Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, the um the bomb or the water bomb? Yeah, some guy, some who guy worked that, there. who worked there put off two, he set off two uh dry ice bombs. Yeah, what what is the reason? Is he just crazy? I think the impression I'm trying I think what the defense might be is that he was just like a teenager, cause he was like 19. Um and like being thought thought it'd be funny or something like that. I don't know cuz he's saying that I guess he's cooperating with police, and he's saying he thought no harm would come from this. What I think is funny is he thought he could get away with this. You know there's fucking cameras everywhere in Disneyland. Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, you can't even take a pee without it being on film. Yeah. So, like, they found him. They got him, like, right. I wonder how they figured it out, too. They yeah, never mentioned know. that in the story because they're like, yeah, he got off his shift, and he threw, like, because basically he would take these, uh, these like, soda bottles and they were full of dry ice. He would just toss it in the trash. How are they putting that together? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, they could see who put a soda, bo- soda bottle in the trash. But aren't there people putting stuff in the trash all the time? Yeah, totally. The but maybe public- if there were two of them, who put something in both exactly. trash cans? Exactly. That's where he made the mistake, I think. Yeah. That's where he made the mistake. I think they're like, well, that guy put it in that trash can. And then he just put another one in that trash can over there. And they figured out it was an employee and stuff like that. Yeah, so I didn't know if you had any thoughts on that, any stories you have from well, working I need, there. Well, I need to make a correction. You just called them an employee, and at Disneyland, they're called cast members, Joe. Got to get that right, please. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm just teasing, but no, I don't have a lot of thoughts. I'm curious to see like what the motivation is, because it's not clear. I don't really understand what he thought he would get. I think, in a way, uh, I remember after... Uh, there was a couple of instances where Disneyland closed because there was like some sort of security, uh, something uh, that for some reason Disneyland is kind of sacred. And I feel like if some a real terrorist attack happened at Disneyland, I think that would be very um, I think that that would be a really strong sign. It would be um, sad. It would be sad to me. Remember after 9-11, they found a, a guy like in a terror cell who had plans of Disneyland? No. Oh, yeah. Like right after 9-11, they, got, they found a guy like in a terror cell. And he had plans of like like the blueprints and like how they worked of like different places. And one of them was Disneyland. I guess they had like a serious um, plan to um, to harm Disneyland. And I think... As a result, I think Disneyland might be the only, like, non-government um, location to have a no-fly zone. Now, the no-fly zone is actually old. Um, so, the no-fly zone, like, when they first built Disneyland, um, well, in the early days of Disneyland, Walt Disney uh, lobbied to make sure that that happened. So, they've been a no-fly zone for a long time, but um, for a few reasons and one of them is they don't want obviously somebody flying a plane into something like that but yeah the the no fly zone is old oh hmm well there were terror plans for disneyland that's horrible what's Uh, going on in the bay area mike nothing Oh. Move on. Okay. Did Just you kidding. Hear about- oh. There's a <laughs> this. I picked this story when I was reading the paper. The, the entire time I was reading it, I was like, "Oh, Joe's gonna hate this." So oh God, here we go. Irene, uh, it's Harvey Milk. Ugh. All right. Let's no. do this. 
where it's basically Oakland, but it's like the Berkeley Hills, Oakland, uh, Cal Berkeley, like kind of where all of these things meet. There's this big area of eucalyptus trees and they're fire prone. So uh, in 1991, there was a big fire in this area and 25 people were killed and like three over 3000 homes were destroyed. Like all of these trees get really dry in the summer and it's, it's a, it's a problem. So all of these cities and there's like a coalition of cities, they applied for a federal grant and they got something like, I want to say like 5 million bucks to, yeah, $5 million in grants to cut the trees and clean up the area and make it less fire prone. Not, and by the way, they're not cutting down all of the trees. They're just thinning them out so that they can better control the area if they have to. And then there's this big group that is like suing them and putting everything for years. This $5 million has been like in limbo because they can't get out of court to actually do it because this group is like so upset that the trees are going to be killed. And so this group is still working to fight, but I guess the decision is kind of near on the eucalyptus trees. But I just want to see your, your opinion on the group that is like, speaking for the trees because if if the trees can't speak for themselves somebody has to speak for them well once again look i think people should do their due diligence and do some sort of environmental impact study but the problem is is that once you have the people who are like oh we got to save this tree these trees or we got to save this one owl or we got to save this one uh, uh you know area yeah, so once you get to the point where you're now like, you can't reduce fires because you have to save all the trees. Like, no, you're, I would, like you're, you're, I, get so, I get so scared getting into this topic because it sounds like I'm anti-tree. I'm not anti-tree. In fact, <laughs> there's a West Wing episode that deals with this. I don't know if you remember this episode, but there's an episode where it's actually very, I think something very similar to this where this one group is lobbying President Bartlett to, like, save a tree, right? But then like, I think if you save that tree, then this one animal lives, and it's a bird of prey, and it kills this animal. And, and like, it, like, it was, like, and you get all these different um, advocacy groups that were, like, going for like, a good cause because they're trying to save, like, the wood badger, and they're trying to save this tree, but they actually countered each other. Does that make sense? So yeah. you're always going to land up pissing somebody off. Because here's the thing. Yes, you save these trees, but then they dry out. They go, they catch on fire. These homes burn. All the damage happens that you listed earlier. And then people are like, why didn't somebody do something about this? Bleebity blobbity blue. You know? And so, again, I'm, of course, I'm not for like just slashing and burning and getting rid of trees willy-nilly. I think the majority of people agree with you. I just thought that this group is like kind of extreme that's fighting for the trees. And I wanted to hear you get mad about it. So I, that's why I brought well, again, it Again, it's just very typical Bay Area to me. And also, by the way, just so you don't think I'm knocking the Bay Area, it's also very West L.A. It's very kind of – it's not technically ivory tower liberalism, but it's very it, – I don't know what you would call it. I'm sure there's some sort of people have come up with a name for it where it's these people have their pet causes because ivory tower liberalism – let me scratch that. This has nothing to do with ivory tower liberalism. What I'm talking specifically about is they have their pet causes at the at the expense of everything else. Yes, thank you. I couldn't think yeah. of the word. And so it annoys me. 
Um, so um, what else in L.A.? Any other news stories? Well, you know what? If I were a smarter person, I would have done this. I would have had a better transition here because you, you gave me a good transition. But did you hear about this billboard that was up in L.A.? I want to say it was like Macy's or somebody like that. I don't remember who. But this billboard went up in L.A. and um, it was of a tea kettle. It was a Cul- it was off the 405 in Culver City. It was just a a billboard of a tea kettle. That, actually, I'm sorry. It was a billboard of a tea kettle. I'm actually going to look it up. I have it right here in a bookmark. Oh, J.C. Penny. Okay, sorry. It was a J.C. Penny billboard on off the 405 at Culver, and it was just a picture of a tea kettle. Like, hey, come buy this tea kettle. But people were really offended, and actually, this is something that would happen in the Bay Area to me too. West LA and the Bay Area are very similar. People were offended when they were driving by because the way the tea kettle was lit and the way it looked, it looked like Hitler giving a Nazi salute. What? Did you hear about this? No, I'm googling it right now. Yeah, put it. Actually, it's funny. I even when you first see it, you only see Hitler. You don't see a tea kettle. Like I have to look hard to see the tea kettle. So, people, do you think it was on purpose? Well, that's what people were saying. But Jay Penny just finally took the billboard down. Huh? And oh, it does look like a cartoon Hitler. <laughs> How do you not notice that? I know. Because, in fact, I told you, you have to struggle to see the tea kettle. <laughs> it looks like a cartoon Hitler. Yeah, like giving the Nazi salute. That's so funny. I know. So people were, like, up in arms about it in L.A. And J.C. Penny, But, you know, J.C. Penny kept it up for a while. I'd seen it on the news for, like, two weeks. But to me, it didn't become a story until they took it down. But uh, they finally just took it down. But, yeah, people were so pissed about that. Sharon I'm... Needles had a lot to say about it. What do you got going on next week? You know, we actually taped the episode very early today. And yeah. I was hoping if we did it later, I was going to maybe tell this story in the podcast. But so the weirdest thing happened. I was on Reddit. And so if you look up Magic Castle on Reddit, it's out there that I'm a member of the Magic Castle. So I often get requests from people for Magic Castle passes. And depending on their Reddit history and what they've posted, I may or may not give them a pass. Right. Okay. Well, this guy wrote to me looking for a pass. And to not bog the story down, um, at a certain point, I was just like, oh, actually, no. So he was he lives in the Bay. No, this is actually related to the show. Sort of. He lives in the Bay Area. And he's 33. And he, he works for a nonprofit. He works for he- a diabetes nonprofit. <laughs> no. No, he's 33. And he recently got somehow... Uh, got a hold of uh, some uh, a way to get into Club 33. Oh, cool. It's Disneyland. Which, if you don't know, it's a private club in Disneyland where you have to really know someone to get in. Like, you can't get in there and it, they serve alcohol in the park, which Disneyland doesn't serve alcohol in the park and whatever. So he's like, we're coming down for the weekend. We're going to Disneyland to go to Club 33. We're also going to go to Universal Studios and check out that he's a big Back to the Future fan to check out the DeLorean that was in the movie. And he goes, it would really make my birthday weekend if we could go to the Magic Castle. And just been going back and forth, it was getting difficult to arrange for him to go to the Magic Castle. It's a long story. It's boring. So finally, because where I'm staying is only 10 minutes away, I was like, fuck it. Let's go. I'll take you. Right? Mm -hmm. So I'm taking this person that I've never met and his six friends to the Magic Castle at 1230 in that hour and a half. 
You should make him listen to the podcast on the way home. Tell him that's the I know, penance. I, I know. I'm already going to pimp the podcast. I already know. Because they live in the Bay Area. Yeah, that's perfect. And he's Wait, another are... one that he has a hot name. So I'm hoping he's hot. Are they straight or gay or? He sounds straight, but then he's super into the Back to the Future and Disneyland and Magic Castle. Yeah, that doesn't make you gay, though. I think those are all, like, contributing factors. Yeah, he'd also be, like, a huge nerd. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, like I love Disneyland because I love going on the Haunted Mansion ride, and like he knows when they change anything well, yeah, in the exactly. Haunted no, Mansion. No, no, he's, he's a Disneyland fanatic. Yeah, that could that could go either way. Yeah, but Back to the Future has no gay nothing at all to it, and then but then, but if he is gay, that's a cute thing. Back to the Future fanatic, that's kind of cute, nerdy cute. Yeah. So um, anyway, so yeah, I talked to him on the phone. Has a hot voice. Well, good. I can't wait to hear the story. I am going, when we hang up in probably another hour or so, I'm going to <laughs> the De Young Museum in San Francisco to see the, do you know that painting, the girl with the pearl earring? Yeah. So it's here for one more day. So today's the last day and I'm going with the guy that I kind of saw last week a couple times. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go the, do that. The guy with a pearl necklace? <laughs> Yeah. I'm really proud of that joke. Not yet, but I might give Have them a pearl necklace. Have you ever given someone a pearl necklace? No, I've never dated somebody with tits big enough. You need tits to do that. Do you think so? Yeah, well, that's what the term refers to. A pearl necklace is when you like put your dick between the tits and then come where a necklace is. So oh, I, I mean, it, I didn't it's... know that. I thought you just came on there like where that is. I think no. you, have, you have to give the gay version, just come right at the base of his neck. I guess that that would be, part. I, I, that would still be a pearl necklace, but I, the term originates. That takes a from lot of, but it also takes a lot of like coordination too. Like, okay, I'm about to come. Okay, 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 okay. Move right there. Okay, perfect, perfect. <laughs> okay, um, Opal, please do not listen to this episode on the. Oh my beach. God, Opal's listening. <laughs> my sister started listening too. She texted me, and told me. She said, I hope you don't mind that I'm listening. No, she said, do you mind if I'm listening to Catching Up? Because I am. So I said, just don't let mom know. That would be horrible. But then I have a friend, Carrie, from Canada, who I know through a number of online connections that I've never met in real person. And she's coming to San Francisco next weekend. So I'm going to hang out with her a little bit. Not much because she is here for other things. But I think we'll at least have one meal together. Oh, that's nice. What about you? You got you got anything special going on this week aside from taking internet strangers to magic castles? Not really. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess that's it then. All right. It was nice catching up with you, Mike. Nice talking to you, Joe. See you soon. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, I mean... Um, uh, um, 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 um,